Hey everybody, welcome to another special episode of Puck Off here on Black and Gold Productions. I'm your host, Chris Nozick, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson of the Short Shift Pod. You heard it, it's another special episode. Today we are going over the Montreal Canadiens. Andrew, are you ready to dissect this Atlantic Conference, Atlantic Division foe for the Boston Bruins? Uh, bonjour. <laughs> are you auditioning to be their new coach? I'm sorry. Are you auditioning to be their new coach? Their coach I, has I, to speak I, French. I, I, you have to. You have to. You have to speak French. You just. <laughs> I think Martin Saint Louis, which is the most French thing, I think he has it down. <laughs> I'm not sure if Kent Hughes does though. <laughs> Kent Hughes does not. Doesn't he? Does, no. Wait. Doesn't he conduct interviews in French too? He might know French. Yeah, just the name does not scream France. La Canius. La <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so last year, Montreal, that was our best intro. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Uh, as Ian says, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I. I wonder if he wants to do any of these with us because he'll have some fun shitting on some of these teams. But anyway, Montreal last year, 31, 45 and six mm-hmm. for 68 points dead last in the Atlantic. All right. Mm-hmm. We've already covered the Ducks, the Blackhawks, the the Sharks. We now land on the, um, the head scratcher of the draft. Montreal Canadiens. What happened last year? Well, they're still rebuilding. Like they're we we just we just got finished talking about the Sharks, who are at the at the start of their rebuild. Like this is this is this this is how it starts. Montreal, um, they're in it. This is what it looks like when you're in it. This is what it looks like when you're in it, unexpectedly in it, by the way, because mm-hmm. keep in mind, they were supposed to still have Shea Weber and Carey Price right now. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. They pivoted. That, forced, that, that definitely did force their hand. Right. But out of it, they got Cole Caulfield, mm-hmm. uh, Yarov Slavkovsky. I'm going to butcher that. Yarosh. Um, what's that? Yarosh Slavkovsky. Yaraj Slavkovsky, mm-hmm. like they've been able to, uh, you know, Nick Suzuki also was part of that rebuild. They've mm-hmm. been able to find their pillars. The problem last year was injuries, injuries, injuries. We talked about it with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They had what you said, 300, like over 300. I don't know the exact number, but it was over 300 man games lost. Man games lost mm-hmm. last year. And, and, Obviously, you have to count Carey Price. He's hitting LTIR every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, we wish nothing but the best for him as a person. Um, but as a Bruins fan, I'm glad he's not the one in their net. Sure. You know, I would much rather have Jake, Al- Jake Allen and Sam Muntumble. And Casey DeSmith now. And, and Casey DeSmith. Do you think Casey DeSmith takes the starters net this We're year? Gonna We're going to get there. We are going to get to that. Because yeah. last year, aside from Carey Price, Caulfield spent most of the year on IR. Sean Monahan spent time on IR. That's his home, though. 
Arbor Jackeye out of nowhere became a top defenseman for him. And then he went on IR and Slavkovsky spent most of the season on IR. Yeah. Just in those four guys alone, you're talking three. I don't want to put Slavkovsky or Monaghan as a top forward, like a top six forward, but they're both yeah. middle six. They're strong middle six forwards mm-hmm. when they're healthy. Kirby Doc too. Doc spent time on the IR last year. He came off of it towards the end. Yeah, one um, player played all 82 games last year. Do you, you want to take a stab on who it was? Uh, who was it? Was it Josh Anderson? Oh, hell no. He's injured every year. No. <laughs> uh, Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki was my other guess. Yeah. Do you want to know who played the – this is actually an interesting one, which kind of speaks to their, speaks to their um, status. You know who played their, the second most amount of games this last year for them? David Savard. I don't know. Jonathan Kovacevic, a waiver claim. How many games? 77. Wow. Yeah. You said they claimed him, they claimed him on waivers. They claimed him off waivers from Winnipeg. Yep. And okay. he played 77 games. And he got 15 points. I'm looking at it right now. He spent 17 minutes on ice. Plus on three. Africa. Plus three, plus minus, which for a bad team, that's, that's a good. He said, "Find." I he's moving right up their ranks on that right side for me. I, I mean, third yeah. pairing, yeah, third pairing, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they probably want to pencil someone else in there, but I mean, he's earned it. That's he's kind of found it. money right there, but that's a waiver claim, and that's you know, one player played all eighty-two games. They lost a lot of games to injury, a lot of a lot of key guys, guys like you know, guys like Kirby Doc, guys like Brandy Gallagher, who Cole live Compton. on IR. So now you look at this year, uh, with the exception again of Carey Price, they're pretty much coming in clean slate, mm-hmm. no injuries off the bat. Um, I'm trying to think who it wasn't Kirby Doc, who was the other one? Uh, no, never mind, I thought of the name. And, irrelevant i'm getting off track <laughs> um there was another name there was kirby doc like and we'll come across him in a couple more teams who just recently signed i was thinking of and i was i was confusing him with kirby doc for a minute but kirby doc um still looking to bounce back from that massive wrist injury do you think he does it this year what's bounce back look like for kirby doc well, keep in mind what he was when he was with Chicago before they dealt him. He was a top six forward. Mm-hmm. You know, he had nine career wise. He has 97 points in 210 games and his time in Chicago had 65, uh, 59 points in 152 games. He averaged about 16 minutes of ice time, 16 and a half. Yeah. That's about, um, yeah, that's about a second line. That's about a second liner. You know, he had 19 goals, 40 assists for those points, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his age 19 season, he had 15 assists, eight points for 20 or 15 assists, eight goals. Uh, and then last year with Montreal, he had 14 goals, 24 assists. I think we're starting to see him because he injured that wrist in um, 2020 mm-hmm. going into World Juniors. So I think we're finally seeing him back at full strength. I think he is a solid, solid second line right wing for them this year. If he recovers, I mean, that uh, 
38 points in 58 games. That's uh that's prorated. That's a 54. That's 54 points in an 82 game season. Right. I think down the middle, at least in your top six, you're trying to go Suzuki Monahan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you go Monahan or do you go Doc? I would go Doc. I would trust Doc more. I would trust Monahan on the two-way game more. The reason I would trust Doc more is because Monahan is a huge injury risk. Like more than Doc ever Fair. has been. Fair. I mean, they're interchangeable, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I I see your point. Plus, Doc gives you a little bit more stability down the middle. Right. Um right now, if Monahan is healthy to start the year, my spine is probably Suzuki, Doc, Monahan, Dvorak. Yep, that's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. That that's fine. Uh, on the left side, obviously Caulfield. I would probably go Slavkovsky on the second line mm-hmm. with Newhook and you know what fill in. Uh, probably Pizzetta just out of veteranship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know that's I mean? that's the guy. That's the guy that you put in when you need when you need uh, when you need a physical a physical uh, boost, and that's what Pizzetta is. And then right now on the right side, Brendan Gallagher is the number one right wing. Uh, would you put another guy who's injured a lot? Sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not predicting injuries though. We're just going off of what it should <laughs> what it should look like. But it's like, but it's like, but almost, but with these, you kind of have to because a lot of these guys are a lot of these guys are extremely injury prone. It's kind of interesting to see like the the dynamic of this. Oh like, yeah. On the left side, on well, on the right side, excuse me. Yeah, right side you have Gallagher. Would you go Josh Anderson on the third line or on the second line? I don't know. 21 goals last year. Um, I I like the physicality next to Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fast physical line. Slavkovsky, Doc, and Anderson. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I, I mean, who else you putting up there? Je- I mean, you got a guy like uh, uh, Ken. Ken, one of the better rookie stories last year for them was Harvey Pernard, Raphael Harvey Pernard. Can he repeat it? Fourteen goals in thirty-one games last year. He's on the left side, though. Yeah, but where do you put him? Like, where do you put him? Do you do you, do you put him in the top six and say, you know, do it again? Like, what well, do you do with? That's the thing is like during camp, you can play around with putting Harvey Pennard on the left side of Doc and Anderson, moving Mm -hmm. Slavkovsky down. So he's on the right side next to Monaghan and Newhook. Mm -hmm. And that's a much more physical line with a slight scoring touch to Monaghan, who plays very defensively sound Mm -hmm. down the middle. Newhook is Newhook's an interesting case for me because he played a little bit of center last year. He played a lot of center last year. They they had him penciled in as a 2C in Colorado. And it didn't quite work out, but he wasn't terrible. But he was kind of miscast. Here in Montreal, like... You think he's a better 3C? I think on a good team, he's a 3C. I think on Montreal, he's a, I think on Montreal he, he, can, he can be a top six guy. He's very he's he's a lot like Monahan in the sense of that he's so, very defensive responsible. But so but him he's down probably here? better on the wing though. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Do you put him on the second line wing instead of Slavkovsky? Hmm. 
I don't know if I do that. I, like, see, I don't know if I do that. I think I give Slikowski every chance to get a top six because he's the number one pick. He's the number one pick. Right. That's why I'm. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, would you go Slikowski, Newhook, Doc on the right? I don't know. Newhook's a wild card for sure. Because then you have Slikowski and Doc, or not Slikowski. You have Newhook and Doc who can take draws on that line. Uh, you're not breaking up Caulfield, Suzuki, and Gallagher, which we know is a at its peak is an all star line. Mm-hmm. They they have a, a great talent there, um, mm-hmm. and then Anderson and Monahan have played well together in the past, mm-hmm. and I think I think Josh Anderson plays better on his left side. Mm-hmm. I think he's a more natural left side guy, so I would almost be inclined to make it so that your right your second line is Slavkovsky, New Hook, Doc, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then. Then you then put you yeah you put Doc on the wing okay and maybe maybe with that wrist injury maybe Doc doesn't take as many draws to start maybe he plays the wing instead yeah I mean the wrist injury were a couple years removed from it but it's still recovering like it's not a hundred percent with the way he I mean did you see the the way his in- wrist was injured yes yes that was that was fucked that was brutal it was like, freak it was a freak accident right but his wrist was fucked like you don't yes. take six months to recover from that. <laughs> Yeah, it was a traumatic injury. (laughs) And and then that also makes your third line Anderson, Monaghan, and Armia. Mm -hmm. Now you're filling in on the fourth line with Pavetta, Pizzetta, not not Pavetta. Wow. I've got Red Sox on the brain. I was going to say, in the last 62 days, I've heard more Red Sox crap than I want to. Mm -hmm. And it's sticking. Crap. Uh, Pizzetta, Dvorak, and fill in your fourth line right wing like you only have one opening there you have evans probably you have, probably yonlin yonlin jesse jesse yonlin yeah probably. let's pencil him in there for now like, like it's yeah. fine you have evans and now you have harvey penard who are fighting for actual spots now mm-hmm. and i mean who knows maybe pizzetta gets bumped out anderson's on your fourth line they have guys they can move they're midst mm-hmm. the rebuild they have guys they can move they have two first round picks in 25, two first round or two second round picks in 25, two, uh, two third round picks in 24. Like they have some assets and some of those guys like Anderson is on a four year deal. I don't know if, how easily he's movable, but like Michael Pizzetta with two years left at under under a million dollars. Here's a fourth. Here's a fourth. Here's a fourth. We're competing and we need to build our depth. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, not that I'm a huge fan of the idea, but even Kirby Doc, like if you don't feel like he's part of this team's future, he's got three years left before he hits our restricted free agency. Mm-hmm. He's a valuable trade chip. He's very valuable, but I think much, I think Hughes is going to look at that cost control. Oh yeah. Three no, years into RFA. No way. I'm I'm not moving that unless you like, blow me at the table pretty much exactly <laughs> I, but my point being though is, is if they don't see him as a long-term solution there they have mm-hmm. the option to move him they have i mean suzuki's the only guy other than caulfield who's locked up yeah they have two with their pillars now you asked so we've, we've established their forward group it's a mediocre forward group they'll mm-hmm. they'll do better than i think they did last year if they stay healthy mm-hmm. injuries are their question mark yeah. nothing else Nothing else. The question then becomes blue line and behind it. Can mm-hmm. they defend? This team can score. 
I'm not worried about them scoring if they're healthy. I'm mm-hmm. worried about whether or not they can stop the other team from scoring and dig themselves out of the basement with defense. Petrie, Savard, Kavanis, Kanazovic? Kovacevic. Kovacevic. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Barron, Weidman, Arbor Jackeye, which I don't know how you get Jackeye out of X-H-E-K, but we'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> Matheson, Harrison, and obviously the newly drafted David Reinbacher. Um, they got some problems on their blue line. Um, Matheson is probably their best defenseman. Yeah, I, I would I would probably agree with you on that. He's mm-hmm. probably leading the charge on the left side. Uh, right now, though, their top four, Matheson, Petrie, Arbor, Jackeye, and David Savard, is not that bad. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not that bad if they can stay healthy. Um, like I said, the like Kovacevic had a out of nowhere gear, but is it was that a fluke? I don't know, but putting him on my third pairing makes me feel better about finding out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if he's finally matured into his game, having him on my third pairing behind David Savard and Jeff Petrie, I will take that. Do you think they're still going to try to move, try to flip Petrie after the Carlson deal? Probably. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't think he wants to be there. What's 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 the going rate on a Jeff Petrie? Do you think? Uh, middling pick. Depends on where he goes. I would definitely be selling low. He did not have a great year last year. And I hear Dallas is a team that's interested in him, which would be interesting. You know, get older on your blue line. You already have 18 million year old Ryan Suter playing 23 minutes a night. Yeah, there you go. Get Petrie in there, match it up. (laughs) But also right now they have three starting goaltenders, Jake Allen, Casey DeSmith and Sam Matembo. Carey mm-hmm. Price is on LTIR. Whether he's officially there or not, I don't give a fuck. He will be on LTIR. He no. will be how they get under the cap penalties. They will be in LTIR penalties, but that's fine. No. Matembo, DeSmith, and Allen. First and foremost, you already had Jake Allen and Sam Matembo on this roster, and then you involve yourself in the Eric Carlson trade, and you bring in, you mentioned Jeff Petrie, but you also brought in Casey DeSmith, and I think you asked the big question, why? Yeah, why? Montembeau is good, is solid. Young was had an above average save percentage last year, nine oh one, I believe it was. Um, him and Allen split time, and Montembeau was arguably the better guy. But I don't know why you don't just go with go with the Montembeau Allen uh, tandem again next year. Why why would you bring in DeSmith? I do not understand. Because he mm-hmm. makes both of those other guys expendable. Mm-hmm. And or at least one of them. Well, he, he makes them one of them expendable. Mm-hmm. Which one take your pick? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of goaltender needy teams out there that are very hesitant to make a move right now. One, it was because of the Carlson deal, but mm-hmm. two, now you're hearing a few other names kind of come up in trade talks that may want to move. Um, who knows what actually happens, but. You know, there are plenty of gold. Like, look at the Kings, right? You throw a Sam Matembo into their goaltending mix. They got better. They're relying on Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley right now. I, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. The Kings. We'll, we'll get to the Kings at some. We'll get to the Kings in a few days. They make the playoffs. I don't know how far they get with that goaltending tandem. 
of Copley and Corpusalo. I like Corpusalo. No, they don't, have, they don't have Corpusalo. They have Cam Talbot now. Cam Talbot, excuse me. I'm sorry. They traded for Corpusalo and traded on last year. And and yeah. and that's a team where, depending on where they are cap space-wise, could come calling for Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. The Oilers. Jake Allen, here's the thing that's kind of underrated about Jake Allen. He has a God mode. And it usually comes... Yeah, he's he's one of the most infuriatingly inconsistent goaltenders in the entire NHL. But when he gets on a heater, holy shit. He can win you 16 games to get you to a cup. <laughs> That's he can be an Aiden Hill. Oh yeah. For oh ooh, yeah. That's a good point. And so with Jake Allen, like a team, again, I mentioned the Kings, the Oilers, the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> just pull them back in. Just pull the my police back into the goaltending conversation. <laughs> they need one. I, I mean, they don't anymore, but Martin Jones is their savior, remember? There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, they don't, but oh, there it is. There's the bit. There's the bit I've come to grow to love and oh love yeah so much. Listen, Nailed it. <laughs> when you make a move that you don't have to make for the sake of making the move that you didn't have to make. It's a bit that never goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, tr- they're trying to save money. They spent more <laughs> in a position that was, I don't want to say it wasn't a problem, but it wasn't their biggest problem. <laughs> like what? Mon- Montreal bringing into Smith just gives them flexibility to help other teams and help themselves because. And Smith, the Smith makes 1.8, whatever. Like, well, that's the thing. Matembo makes a million. DeSmith yeah. makes 1.8. Jake Allen makes 3.85. And mm-hmm. he's a UFA after next year. So if you have to make him more valuable by retaining money, I think you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Especially during this rebuild. Yeah. But do you think, do you think what happens first? Matt Montembeau goes to the minors. Or Jake Allen gets traded. Because I think DeSmith um, is here. I think Matembo getting waived happens first. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to want to break camp with three goaltenders. They, 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 that, that, that's a huge uh, boon on your, a bane, excuse me, a huge bane on your depth. Uh, trying to carry three goaltenders. What was the team? Who did that a couple of years ago? Who carried three goaltenders like the entire season? I'm trying to remember. It wasn't, was it Carolina? I think it was. It wasn't like the entire season. They carried them for a little bit. They did a lot of paper transactions with Kochetkov. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just, I look at, if I'm Kent Hughes, right now I'm shopping a goaltender. Not for a lot. I don't need a lot back. But the teams that I'm looking at, like Ottawa, could use some depth in goal. They could mm-hmm. use a Jake Allen. I'm calling Buffalo. I'm calling I, – I, I'm probably not calling Florida anymore because they just went and they got the kid out of Anaheim, who we keep mm-hmm. going back to. But, yeah. um, you know, St. Louis, they've had Jake Allen before. They're very familiar with him. They could use a number two. Although we're going to get to St. Louis. If I'm St. Louis, I'm not taking that call. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona – could use another goaltender. Chicago could use more depth there. Um, I wouldn't rule out Edmonton, LA, or Seattle even. Um, Calgary, I know they want to move Vladar. 
So they're kind of your competition as far they as they want to move Vladar because they can't move Markstrom no matter how much they want to. And they want to give the net to Wolf. Yeah. Which That's- which is which, which is a good strategy. I think I, I Wolf might be Wolf might be outside of Danton uh, Danton, Devin Levi, Wolf might be the best goaltending prospect in the league. Are you forgetting right about Yaroslav Askarov? Mm, no. Okay. I'd say Oscaroff is third. Okay. That's fine. Um, But that's also another one where, like, uh, Pittsburgh, they're trying, they they need to upgrade beyond. (laughs) beyond Hey, do you want Casey to sit back? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like the whole overall goaltending carousel, Mm -hmm. you know, because like Pittsburgh and Nashville, like if Nashville wants to be able to bring up Askarov, they've got to get uh, uh, UC Soros somewhere else. You know, or or do you or do you bring him up and tr- because Kevin Lankinen's not not a long term answer anywhere. No, do you but want to have the Askarov serve as a backup for a couple of years? Well, that's just it. Lankinen has one more season in Nashville, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's where a lot of this comes to how do you feel? Because, like, Calgary, there's nothing wrong with the Markstrom-Vladar tandem. But I'd much no. rather go with Markstrom and Wolf. I think Wolf is – Wolf might be a better might be a better goaltender than Vladar his, is. I, his ceiling is much higher than Vladar. For, for sure. sure. Absolutely. And I think Dostal in Anaheim has a higher ceiling than Gibson. Mm-hmm. But Gibson is the one that's tried, true, tested in NHL caliber and could win you a cup now. Problem is, is he's an Anaheim who ain't close to a cup. Right. So now the question becomes, do you, and, and we've seen, what's the value of a goaltender? That's what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Because What is the value of a goaltender? That's become sort of an existential question in the NHL last few years. It, it really has. And right mm-hmm. now they have three, all of them valued at about zero. <laughs> Sixth round pick for Jake Allen. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm Montreal, I would take it. Yeah, kind of. Like, unless Jake Allen is doing something absolutely crucial for my locker room, I don't need him. You know how they say there's no, there's no room for a middle class in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm safe sorry. Is, safe. No room for middle class, safe as death. Right. Jake yeah. Allen is a safe $3.85 million on a backup. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's what I'm doing. Yeah, a backup who can who can get absolutely white hot at just the right time. Colorado, maybe? Backup Gorgiev? Who's their backup right now? Grubauer. No. The no. other one. Francis. Francis. Oh, Francis. speaking of guys who live on IR. Yeah. Hmm. Guys made a glass. Yeah. Do you I do mean, a swap? Do you do a swap? Allen for Francis, straight up, one for one. But that doesn't trade. get rid of my three goaltender problem. You put Francis in the minors. You wave them and hope someone doesn't claim them? Like, kind of, yeah. I don't know. At that point, you're better off waving Matembo and leaving them down there. Mm-hmm. But Give someone's going to claim Matembo. Someone's going to claim Montembo. You think so? 
Oh yeah. Who? Oh, yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same teams that we're talking about right now, trying to make a trade for a goaltender. Why would you make a trade for a goaltender when someone's going to get free? <laughs> there I don't are, know, man. There are some that are free though. That's the problem. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah, going that's true. Anywhere. That is true. Like that's the thing. They're not going anywhere. I wish I had it pulled up before we started recording, but I'm going to pull it up right now. The list of free agent goaltenders, like Matembo on waivers. Is Bernier ever going to play again? I don't know. I don't know if Hudobin is. I don't know if Smith is. I don't know if Halak is, but Brian Elliott might. Uh, Oh, Brian Elliott Elliott had a cushy job the last few years back in a Vasilevsky. I don't think he's done much. I would if I were him. Okay, let's do this. Games played from last year. Yaro Halak has 25, and Brian Elliott has 22. They're both 38. Michael Hutchinson is 33, played 16 games last year. Aaron Dell played four. John Giles played three. Anton Hudobin played one. Played one and let up six goals. Yeah, that's (laughs) not good. And Dylan Wells. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam Matembo as a waiver claim for a million dollars or Aaron Dell for a PTO? Matembo. You're stuck with him if you claim him. Hmm. Is he enough to take up a roster spot for you for an entire year if you're a Stanley Cup contender? If you're a Stanley Cup contender, he's probably your number three. But you can't waive him. Yeah. You would have to trade for him and then waive him and hope he gets through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are you better off at that point if you need the goaltender for for camp? Just bring Aaron Dell in for a PTO. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I... I agree. Matembo's the better goaltender, but if I'm sure. a team, if I'm a team like, I mean, Carolina, I've already got three, the Rangers, I've got two really good ones in Shesterkin and quick. So if I, if I go through Igor Shesterkin gets hurt and Jonathan quicks, my starter, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Jonathan quick does give me a shot to win a cup. If he can find that gear again, but it's if I'm relying, <laughs> but if, but here's the thing: if I'm the New York Rangers and I'm relying on Jonathan Quick because Igor Shosturkin got hurt halfway through the season, I'm not going for Sam Motembo. Mm-hmm. I'm calling Arizona and going, "What's Vamelka's cost?" <laughs> We're all all roads lead to Vamelka with with goal goaltender talk. I feel like. Well, I'm calling the Ducks. What's it going to cost to get John Gibson? Gibson and Quick that can lead me to a cup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many other goaltenders. I may, if I lose Igor Shosturkin, I'm going for a one-two punch of quick and somebody else who can get me to a cup. I'm not wasting the season. If if Shosturkin goes on LTIR, if um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to get into Ranta and and Anderson because they got Kochetkov, they're fine. You know the 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 New Jersey Devils. They mm-hmm. intrigue me when it comes to a goaltender but I don't think they're going to find their savior off of the Montreal Canadiens roster. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. The Rangers or sorry, the, the Islanders, they've got two starters. 
Varlamov is going to. So does somebody have to move for Montreal? I think they don't move anybody. I think if they don't go in with three, they wave Matembo and try and sneak him through. Or or maybe they wave DeSmith and try and sneak him through. Steve, uh, uh, Casey DeSmith I, is not anything to write either, home Either about. one's risky. I think either one is risky, though. I don't there think is either a one good... of them is playing. I guess that... I guess, okay. I guess that depends. I guess it's situationally dependent. Like you said, if somebody goes down, if like, say what happened to Vegas last year, right before when Robin Leonard went down. Leonard's been a problem for them for a while. I I don't think they were counting on him. That's why they had Aiden Hill, the trade made for Aiden Hill when they went down um, Logan Thompson. Mm Mm-hmm. They right. went. We need another guy. They brought in Hill. They brought in Hill, and um, then they rate. They went with Brassois Hill. Then there was some injury rotation that allowed Logan Thompson back in. Um, and then they had who was the other one? They had goaltenders are voodoo, man. Holy shit! Yeah, they're voodoo, and you have extra voodoo in the room when you have three of them. Mm-hmm. Where are we at with Montreal, though? Did they get better? Will they be better? Are they dead last in this division? I think they're dead last in the Atlantic. I don't think there's much. I th- I, th- I think they're dead last with a bullet. Um, I mean, they have they, good pieces. Did they get 12 points better to overtake Detroit? In my opinion, no. No, they did not. And I'm not sure Detroit's the team that they're going to fight for last with anymore. Mm-hmm. By the know. way, to answer your question, the other guy, the other guy uh, that they brought in for Vegas was Yuri Patera. That's right. Yeah, he didn't play much, but uh, one of these goaltenders, though, you know what Montreal's going to tell them? They're Fonse. Puck off in French is Defonce. Defonce. Okay. Are you going to end the episode with that? You fucking goddamn right I am. <laughs> uh, and if you don't like it, defonce.